Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Ontario, Canada, my guest is an award-winning vocalist and songwriter. She has gotten international airplay and is up for Country Album of the Year and a Country Song of the Year via GMA Canada. Her seventh album, Watch What Happens, won Academia Contemporary Christian Album 2015, and there are several other honors on her resume. She even has done some acting and is a self-proclaimed encourager. You've been hearing one of her songs, entitled Would You Believe? It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Kelly Menu. Thank you. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be with you today. Well, Kelly, get us started with some insight into Would You Believe, that song that we were just playing. Well, that particular song, I usually, everything I write is from experiences that I've been through, and I personally am shocked to where I am now, so all I could think about, would you believe? If you just believe, you can accomplish anything. And is 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 that song, or, or I guess I should say, all of the songs that you write, do you, do you write alone? Do you do co-writes? Is it kind of uh, changes from month to month, or what's the case? No, everything that I've written up to this point has been done just by myself at this point. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Seven albums seven albums later? Yes. And eight and number eight's in the works. Amazing, amazing. Well, for those who are loyal now hear this entertainment listeners, thank you, of course. Uh, but that means that you are starting into this episode out of loyalty to the show, not because you know who Kelly Manu is. So Kelly, let's do an introduction of sorts. You are listed as both a country and a gospel artist. I know there is crossover potential and you have been in line for awards in both categories, but do you feel that you lean more toward one of those genres than the other? And and I guess on that note, as a songwriter, do you sit down intending to write gospel or, or to write country, or is it just a case of, well, let me write something and see which genre it comes out as? Mostly I just write and we see how it comes out at the end. I mean, I mostly feel comfortable with the country, but on every single album, there's always one crossover tune on every album I've done so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not all gospel on every album. So as a result, uh, do do you kind of promote yourself as a country artist, in other words? And when I say promote, I don't necessarily mean you know what's printed on, on your website or, or social media. In other words, uh, do you kind of lead with, I'm a country artist, no, I usually just tell people I'm a gospel artist. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 
Interesting. Interesting. Just meaning, I use that term in the terminology because I'm, I'm just so active in the church. Mm-hmm. So not meaning like it's gospel, it's just the gospel of the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a result then, it, on, on, is, it, is it kind of the other way around that uh, a lot of people are surprised to hear that you do country? Uh, no, they're not totally surprised because my mother uh, was a gospel singer, and that's pretty much how she sang with in the country industry. So I guess I kind of followed a little bit in her footsteps, and it's just in my blood a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but was was this all your own initiative, or was there some? Of course, Kelly, we want to make sure that we put you into singing lessons and that type of thing. No, because what happened was back in uh, two thousand and four. I was in a car accident, and uh, I became, I was getting more sick and more sick instead of better, and after that, they found out I had cervical cancer, and they told me it spread through my body, it was in my liver, my kidneys, my spine, they told me I would not make it past two years, no matter what. So, it just drew me closer into the church, and people were praying for me, so through a prayer note of me saying thank you to the people who had prayed for me, Somebody online got a hold of that note, and they said, they phoned me in my home, somebody from Nashville phoned me in my home and said, this note has song-like qualities in there, Wow! and asked me if I had a journal, and they went through my journal, when they went through my journal, they're like, this is like a song, this is like a song, and then from there, it just quickened me, and it just seemed to give me new life, and I just listen to this gentleman who had called me and I just started writing after that that's it's totally by fluke nothing else but were you already someone that maybe uh sang recreationally or or did a little bit of singing in church and and yet didn't consider pursuing it I, I just want to understand you know was that accident was was that what led you to also sing or just to songwrite and you had already been singing a bit um, I was just singing a bit in the beginning. I, you know, like choirs in the church because I was raised in the church. And then maybe about two years prior to taking ill, I did some backup singing with the lead singer. And when I initially started writing, it was not for me to sing. I had other people just doing it. But then somebody asked me, why don't you try to do it? And when I did it, they're like, you need to do this. And so that's, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing natural about what's happened to me, seriously, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say, well, this actually uh, conjures up images of all the way back on episode five of this show with Kate Callahan, who talked about suffering a tragic skiing accident, and then later she battled battled, uh, anorexia. And on episode 25 of the show, The Redheads, uh, Brooke Dodgen talked about being trampled by her horse. So in your case, Kelly, obviously I, I had intended to ask you about it, but you're obviously comfortable talking about it. Is is this just kind of, listen, this is part of my story and I'm always going to talk about that car accident and, and where, it le- where it ended up leading to? Or is it kind of, uh, you know, it's been 11 years now, Bruce, it's not really something that I you know, that I try to talk about in every interview. How, how do you feel about it at this point in your life? Is it this is what made me who I am, or, or what's what's kind of your perspective in the year 2015 about it all? Well, it's been about 10 years now since uh, I found out, and I personally could never speak of it until about two years ago without mm. crying or breaking down. That's mm. the truth. I couldn't speak to anybody. I've done a couple of other radio interviews, and even in there, I broke down. Mm. But now I'm very strong, I feel, and I am cancer-free, 
And it's nothing short of a miracle. Because I knew the moment I received that miracle. And the doctors told me I was crazy. They begged me to see a psychiatrist. And they told me they couldn't check to verify it. But a week later, they had to put me in to satisfy their own curiosity because (laughs) of the way I was acting. And they discovered, yeah, I was gone. But I was very ill because I'd already done all the treatments. And I had an operation. So for three years, I was in bed, though, Mm. because of the treatments, not because of the disease. Well, here's where it becomes difficult in terms of music is a business and you are a songwriter. And so there is kind of always this pulling at you that, hey, it's, you know, it's time to write more music. So does the accident and and having the cancer and everything that you went through, does that kind of provide a source for a lot of ideas for songs? Or is it maybe, yes, it does, Bruce, but there's a shelf life. And after a while, I, you know, I have to come up with new material and I can't write about write songs based on that anymore i i can tell you in the beginning like my first album i wrote a lot about you know the healing and the believing but after that i don't think i've ever gone back to that in mm. my writing ever mm. to this point yeah uh, it's not something i like to think about at all Ah, uh, okay okay um, because obviously, you know, and, and if you're listening to this show and, and you're a young songwriter that's trying to pick up some tips, you know, obviously the, the well is going to run dry at some point in terms of writing about your own personal life experiences. So oh, yeah. the fact that you've written, you said you're working on your eighth album already, the fact that you've written that many and, and only one of them drew from those experiences, I guess, shows that you do have a, a great knack for, for writing songs that are not based on the obvious. Oh, yes. I might just hear a word because I encourage people. So sometimes when I hear other people's stories, just even sometimes one word will set me off to write an entire song. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, another introductory element that I'd like to bring out for the listeners, but also have you give some insight to, is yet another honor that you received a few years ago. You received a Black Essence Award and a place in their Hall of Fame in Indiana. So I have to ask, how does a white girl from Canada receive a Black Essence Award and a place in a Hall of Fame that's in Indiana? <laughs> I don't know why, but when this and when I first started singing, it just seemed that those people really took to me. And everywhere I went, even throughout Canada, everywhere, it just seemed to be those people's churches that I was going everywhere. But after uh. that award... It just took right off from there and branched out everywhere. But those people gave me so much attention and so much love. It was incredible. But it sounds to me like like they came to you. You didn't, you know, maybe submit uh, for a nomination or anything like that, yes? Oh, no, yes. They called me in my home and asked me if I'd come. And they didn't tell me initially why. And I was kind of on the fence about going over there because I wasn't that comfortable with traveling at that time too far from home just because I was still healing. Mm-hmm. So, but then one day the lady phoned me and she's like, you got to come here because we're going to give you an award. And she went into detail about how they'd heard from other people who've been affected through words that they heard uh. from me. So, yeah. So I jumped on it and went and said, man, these people are pushing with me. I need to go there. You know, <laughs> they want to see me. Yeah. And it was, I was so grateful. I did it. I was so grateful after I'd done it though. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, is there, even though you say that you really kind of, you know, like to to leave what your story is in the past, is there any sort of pull 
to to do some work, you know, say for uh, the Cancer Society or, or anything of that nature in terms of lending your songwriting talent to to an organization that that you know that supports uh, cancer research or something of that nature. If somebody was to approach me, I would definitely do something for them. I, at this point, have not been quickened in my spirit to approach somebody, I'm, you know, from my side. But if somebody was to approach me, I definitely would do something for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Ontario, Canada, is award-winning vocalist and songwriter Kelly Manu. Visit her official website at www.kellymanu.com. That's spelled M-A-N-U. And you can always just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling if you're not somewhere that you can write it down or look it up right now. And yes, she is certainly on social media too. On her website homepage, you will find links to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Reverb Nation. Plus, you can purchase Kelly's music on iTunes. As I mentioned in the intro, she has put out seven albums now. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests Along the way so far, I've mentioned already two of them, Kate Callahan in Episode 5 and the Redheads in Episode 25. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And the big news of late, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at nowhearthisentertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from the interviews that are sometimes done in person right here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show and just really enjoy seeing from the data that I get where in the world, literally, some of you are listening from. Kelly, that Black Essence Award in, in place in their Hall of Fame was for impacting lives in a positive way. I mentioned during the intro of this episode that you put yourself out there as an encourager. So is that word, is that intended in the manner of, say, a life coach, or is it simply just a statement about the type of music that you create? Oh, no, I actually go and speak to different places. I actually counsel individuals and couples, so my hands are very full. And is this all just from being raised in the church and, and your devotion to God, or is it, uh, you know, a vocation that, that you came upon later in life? How, how did you, and, and I like that word, how did you become an encourager, and, and now, how, as you're saying, a speaker and, and working with people individually? Well, about a year ago, because that's all I've been doing the encouraging for, is I was asked in church to cover somebody who didn't show up that particular Sunday who gave the announcements and just a little word to encourage people. And I went into the church that Sunday and did it. And after that, they asked me to do it every Sunday. So every Sunday I'm here in my church, I do do that. So, and it's just, the church has been growing. Uh, The people are receiving it so well. So I don't know, I guess it's just something natural inside me, but I love to see people smile and to give them a good word. So 
Wonderful. Once again, something else I fell into. <laughs> Wonderful. Are you at liberty uh, if there are listeners in the area, would you would you like to give out uh, the city in the name of the church where where you're doing this on Sundays? I go to Rehoboth Ministries. It's the Pentecostal Church in Brampton, Ontario, at two ninety nine Advance Boulevard, under Pastor Morvin Roselle's ministry. Wonderful. So, if you're in that area, listeners, and want to go and listen to Kelly and get some encouragement, uh, by all means, do look for her there. Uh, Kelly, I know you're not signed to a record label, so how are you getting all these song and album nominations and awards? Do do you submit everything yourself, or do you have someone that works on all that for you? Um, Other than the Black Essence approaching me, pretty much I do it myself. Other than the GMA, I was also approached by the GMA Canada, and those two people approached me. But other than that, I try to do what I can on my own at this point. Now, how much clout does it does it give you to to be able to to have your name mentioned in in conjunction with with GMA? Is that something that that you've been able to to gain other opportunities from as a result? Or uh, talk about talk about that relationship? Well, definitely, because with the nominations and that, it's it gives you more attention. You know, your name's printed in papers and magazines, and that gives other people. They want to approach me, and I mean, I've gotten a couple of radio interviews, radio interviews because of that, and uh, I've been called to a few different churches because of that. Mm. Because of because of the uh, the affiliation, the, the, them connecting your name with GMA. Yes, yes. Wow, so that's the biggest in Canada because I, I live in Canada, <clears throat> so in Canada, GMA is the biggest for the gospel music of recognition. Now, are you allowed as a Canadian artist to to cross over and and try to catch the interest of of the uh, the U.S. version of of the GMA from Canada? Oh yes, I'm a member there too. As a matter of fact, I'm leaving on Saturday. I'm in Nashville for this entire week coming uh, with the ICM, the International uh, Inspirational Country Music. Yep. So I'm going to be there for this coming week, and I'm ministering in Nashville this Monday evening at Grace Point Church. Wow, wonderful. I, I actually know someone uh, who probably will be going up there from Florida as well. He's, he always goes uh, to the to the ICM, so uh, it's, it's a small world after all, as they say. <laughs> oh, you'll have to tell him to find me. I'd love to meet him. Great, I will do that. Uh, back in the intro of this show, Kelly, I mentioned about acting. Um, you starred mm-hmm. in an episode of In-Law Wedding Wars, which was the number one show on the Slice Network when it aired. Uh, how did that opportunity come to be? Actually, my daughter was getting married, and she applied for a show, but a different show approached her and said, "If you'll do our, if your mother will do our show, then we'll take you." So somehow they knew about me, or somebody in the Slice Network had heard my name. So that again, they asked me to do that. Okay, so. If your mother will do it, meaning because they knew of of you as as Kelly Manu, recording artist, not not just because it was the mother. No, just because they knew I had a little, um, I had some fans. Put it that way, so they figured it was probably <laughs> good for their, it was a brand new show for them. Yeah, so extra eyeballs that that would translate to viewers. Yes, because they told me they needed me for all the shows. If I was on all the shows, they would have succeeded. Because after my show, when they got to the other people, I don't think they made it past another year. Hmm. And and what year was this that this took place? 
Uh, if I'm correct, I believe it was uh, 2012. Okay, and, and have you been able to use it to get other acting work since then? No, I never tried to. It just wasn't something that I held a lot of interest to, to be honest, and it's very time-consuming. But again, if somebody was to approach me, I don't think I would pass up the opportunity, but I personally have not gone looking for that, no. I see. Well, at the same time, though, is there an interest? Are, are you focused at all, uh, any percentage of your time, on trying to get your songs placed in, in TV or film? Uh, no, I've just done a little bit online, tried, you know, through different outlets that were on there, but I think I need somebody else to actually do that for me who's mm -hmm. a little more knowledgeable in that mm -hmm. area. So what is kind of the focus? What's kind of the goal? Are, are you looking to, to sell albums? Are you looking to, um, do more with your songwriting? Are you, you know, what, what's kind of the, I don't want to say the, um, the cherry on top, but you know what? What do you kind of see as as your your number one objective for for your music career? My number one objective is when I write, I just want to encourage people. That's just number one for me. It's not, you know, it's wonderful to get awards and to get recognition and all that. But number one is just to hear people's lives have been impacted in some way through my writing and singing. Wow, that's tremendous. That's tremendous. That's that's very unselfish, and for for something that is a business, it it sounds to me like like you're you're very much being blessed for for your humble approach that you are getting these awards, and and yet that's really not why you're in this. No, it's it's definitely not why. No. Well, as we say, God is good all the time. Yes, He is. And all the time, God is good. That's my number one song. That was the name of the first one. <laughs> well, you see, there's there's uh, there's the Holy Spirit in in our interview going to work right here as as we speak to each other from a thousand miles away. Amazing. There you go. <laughs> uh, and actually, it's it's fitting that I make such a reference because uh, speaking of miles away, um, Kelly. Wow, last year you performed in the UK. For for someone whose performances generally seem to be in Ontario, Canada, how did you end up performing, as they say, across the pond? Again, just somebody found me online and was very uplifted by some things that they'd read about me and just requested my presence. That's as simple as that. Amazing, amazing. So, uh, obviously, it doesn't sound like that's anything you, you don't intend to go back um, of your own doing. No. An another no. invitation, and, and you'll gladly make the trip. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I'm all for it. I love when I get these phone calls, because they uplift me. You know, they really do. To hear that I'm encouraging somebody else, whether it's my music and speaking, whatever it is, it just it uplifts me and wants me to do more than... Well, but talk about that experience a little bit, though, because you get the phone call from someone saying they want you to come to the UK, and it uplifts you, and you think, this is great that, that somebody over there was moved enough to call me, but it's one person who's calling you. So is there some nervousness going over there saying, gee, this is a long trip, I hope there's enough people waiting there for me, and I hope that they all do embrace my music? Just, just talk about what your emotions were on that trip. First of all, I can honestly tell you, wherever I go, whether it be one person or 1,000 there, it's no difference to me, because I believe, like, I truly believe that God's got my footsteps ordered. So if there was one person there, that means God wanted me to affect that one person's mm. life. So that is truly how I live my life. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. 
no nervousness. But I believe if somebody's calling me, that was God to do that. So I just jumped on it. Beautiful. What a what a what a blessing to to have that to have that attitude, but then as a result, to be able to go and, and bless others, like you say, in, in a place that you probably never expected to get the call from. And, and I'm and I'm sure that you were warmly received over there, yes? Oh, yes. Yes, I've been very blessed. Amazing, amazing. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is if you're sending an email asking for something, personalize it. Don't do a bulk email blast. I received an email addressed to undisclosed recipients. The sender was introducing himself as being new in the market and wanting to know how to get added to the roster. It started off with greetings, not someone's name, because this person didn't take the time to individualize and personalize the emails. That's not going to make anyone feel like you really want to be with their company. Invest the time in making a good first impression. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Ontario, Canada, is award-winning vocalist and songwriter Kelly Manu. Visit her official website at www.kellymanu.com. That's spelled M-A-N-U. As I mentioned before, if you're in the gym or you're driving somewhere that you can't write that down or look it up right now, just look at the title later on on your listening device of this episode to get the proper spelling of Kelly's name. And yes, she is certainly on social media too. On her website homepage, kellymanu.com, you will find links to Kelly on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and even on Reverb Nation. Plus, you can purchase her music on iTunes. As I mentioned in the intro, she has put out seven albums now. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. If you are listening from a Christian perspective and want to hear other Christian artists that were interviewed, there were some already in the past. Episode 39 with Ellie Holcomb jumps to mind. Of course, I've made it no secret that Lindsay McCall was one of my favorites. There have been others along the way. Dane and Kane do go and look for those in the past episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And the big news of late, as I mentioned before, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at Now Hear This Entertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there, 
and pictures from NHTE interviews when the guest is here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks always to those who are not first-time listeners. I'm so continually grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing to see where in the world some of you are listening from. We're up to approximately 90 countries now in all five regions, Africa, the Americas, Asia, Europe, and Oceania. So, Kelly, uh, I've been talking about seven albums, and you said that you're starting to write the eighth album. So uh, tell us where you are in that, in that process, uh, any potential timeline at all, any, any vision for what this album might end up looking like, any, any kind of details like that that you're prepared to talk about at this time? Well, I try to have it out every May. That is my goal every year is for the month of May. And uh, the reason for that is it just seems that June, the month of June on, it just seems so much attention seems to come at that time. But uh, every month I go in the studio that's around where I live here, and we record, like, I usually do about 20 songs, and then I just pick from there. But again, I've been trying to... Like, my last album, I have one kind of, like, a love song on there. So I try to purposely, at least one song, try to get away from just the gospel, just in case it gets up on a mainstream of another genre. So I just would like to get some attention in that way when I write, just so maybe then somebody will listen and be uplifted through the gospel music then. That's my reason for that. Because otherwise, a lot of people who are not in the gospel music ne- will never listen mm. to it, right? But if somebody hears something good of another way, they're like, well, I want to hear what else she's done. Then maybe they'll be uplifted in a I different love it. way. I love it. As a, as a fellow believer, I love it because it's it's a form of evangelizing that if, that if we can bring people closer to Christ uh, in, in, in whatever manner works best for us and, and still glorifies Him, then, uh, then all the better, and so I, I, I admire that that approach. I wonder when you talked about twenty songs and then whittling it down from there. Just clarify for me, Kelly. Do you mean uh, recording twenty songs and then picking from there, or going in with twenty that are written and deciding which of the twenty that are written to record? No, I usually go in and wow. record the whole twenty. Because cause what might happen now, like, say from this 20, maybe two or three might be better for the next album that mm-hmm. fit together. So, because I try to get everything to flow, though. So, you know, each album, it, it, like, you know, for instance, I have an album, Get Set Free. Each song in that album is pertaining to somehow for you to be set free from whatever's hindering you to be all that mm-hmm. you can be, right? So... Everything that I write, like this one here, it's called Watch What Happens, this album. And that's what is all in these songs, is watch what happens if you do this, or if you believe, or if you just have some faith. You know, everything on that album is pertaining to watch what happens. Last week on the show, Elise Black said that she wrote 123 songs over the course of three years, and chose, I think the number was 12 out of those 123 as to as to which 12 would go on her album. So again, uh, I'm a very detail-oriented person, Kelly. Do You said that you record 20, but do you record, or I'm sorry, do you write more than 20 and then pick which 20 you're going to go and record, or is it okay? Yes. So, so, so your, your pool yes. initially starts off much larger, and you whittle it down to 20. 
Absolutely. So yes. this this being late October, around where in the process are you in terms of? Uh, I'm about. I, I'm probably about halfway through my writing, or or just just at the beginning. Where are you there? Uh, I would say a little over halfway done through the writing. We've already recorded five uh, of the songs okay. for the new album. Yeah. So, and I always aim to do around twelve or thirteen per album. Is what I aim to put okay. on. Okay. So, so you're actually going and doing some recording while you're still writing. You don't wait until you choose your twenty and the, and then start recording from scratch. You're doing a little bit along the way. Oh, yeah, because when I get quickened or, like, really excited, I have to hear it lifen it then. And that, that really helps me, you know? Well, and... So, but now I'm trying trying to get a little more upbeat. Like, this one, this particular album has a little more beat to it. And the next album should be a little bit more beat to it, if you understand. Mm-hmm, something to mm-hmm. move to. Yeah, some uh, more, more up-tempo songs instead of ballads, yes? Yes. Well, yes. uh, I, I was starting to wonder, and I think you almost answered my question, you know, did somebody at some point along the way tell you, well, you know, as you're writing, go in the studio and, and record a couple of them, or, or was it just kind of your own personal preference? And I sense from you saying that you get so excited about them, I sense that it was your own personal preference that you thought, no, I'm not going to wait, I'm going to go record a few already. Oh, yes, I just... I don't have anybody over my head, nor do I have anybody to help me in my ear. I mean, we're in the pizza business, so everybody around me is in pizza business. It's not uh, the music business where I live. So only when I go to these conventions or something do I get to interact closely with other people to hear their experiences. But uh, no, I just, whatever I feel in my spirit, I just go for Um, it. We were talking about your having performed in the UK, plus in my research... And, and I realized that, that you said that the person from the UK contacted you. In, in my research, I also saw that a radio host in Australia was saying that he was going to play your music on his gospel program. So you, you really seem to manage to cover a lot of ground, Kelly. Where I'm going with this is I'm wondering how you do it all. Is it, is it safe to assume that you are full-time in music? Um. That's my main, I would say 75% of my life okay. is that. 75%, okay. yeah. And and I have I have promoters, though. I, I have promoters that I hire for the radio. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And then they do that part. I don't personally go and contact each radio station. I mm-hmm. did initially, but no. In the last three years, I have promoters that uh, take care of that okay. for me. Well, and, 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 th- and thank you for tacking on that timeline, because I must say that I was wondering... As you were talking about, I generally try to put an album out every May. Uh, I generally go in and, and I'll record a couple of the songs in the early going. I thought, well, I wonder, is that something that that's always been your pattern? Or is it something that, oh, this is kind of what I've started to be moved to do uh, timeline-wise over the last, say, three years or three albums? Yeah, definitely over the last three or four years, I've done it that way. Because initially when I started doing this, it was just... I had no idea it was going to become an album in the beginning, even though I recorded a couple of songs once they'd asked me to try to put mm. my vocals to them. I, it was just to have different music for different churches, because where my father's a minister, he distributes them to his people, right, or his friends, associates. And then after that, once the GMA contacted me and the Black Essence, then everything changed, totally changed after that. 
totally changed how I looked at it and why I was doing what I was doing. The way very I interesting, was. very interesting. Uh, listeners, if you are listening to this show and are an up-and-comer that's trying to gain some insight into the business and, and learn kind of how you can take the next step with different aspects of the music career, um, I'm, I'm going to refer back to a, a previous episode to lead up to a question here for Kelly. But on episode 85, uh, Jillian Spear She's a singer-songwriter in California. She talked about the success that she's having on YouTube, and, and she explained exactly how she's getting that. And and so, Kelly, you're even having great success on YouTube. And and mind you, listeners, I'm referring to these. this is original songs of, of Kelly's that are on YouTube, not cover songs. You've got one video on there, Kelly, with almost 300,000 views and five other videos that each has over 100,000 views. So what, what what is the secret? How are you getting that many views for videos of your original songs? I, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Like, we're shocked. So I just put out a video this week uh, on Monday. There's six new videos coming out over the month, but one of them went out Monday. And I mean, I, I can only tell you, I'm absolutely shocked when we look at it, like what happens with them sometimes. So... They slowly climb, but, you know, over a couple of months, sometimes it's just boom. It's like one person gets it. And sometimes when a radio station, like when I do an interview now, and somebody plugs it, I can see within a week something drastic happens uh, okay, to them, too. Okay, okay, very good. And uh, do, you want to, uh, do you want to give a shout-out to anybody in terms of someone that, that's helping you with, with all this video production? Because as I've said, there's quite a few on there. Um, and and I, I know you're not doing the videos by yourself. No, believe it or not, I met a gentleman a few years ago in Mexico, and he's a photographer. And I had him learn how to do these videos for me because we just really clicked with each wow. other. And I go over there every year. I just returned on Sunday from there. I've been wow. there for the last month. And that's where we just did the last six videos. And that gentleman, he does them for nobody else, just for mm, me. That's tremendous. What, what, a, what a great story. And, and, and how did you meet him the, the first time that you met him? What were you in Mexico for, since it obviously was not to meet him? I was just there. Uh, I just went there for a vacation, nothing more. We were there for two weeks, and we hired a photographer to do a photo shoot, just, you know, as a couple and that kind of thing over there. My mom and dad were there with us. We wanted to have family shots and my husband and me and stuff like that. And then I just, the man gave me his card, and when I returned home, it really quickened me. You know, why didn't you mm. ask him if he can do this? And he said he didn't know how, and I'm like, would you be willing to learn at my expense? So, and he did it. He, he jumped on it, and he's a wonderful man. I mean, gosh, he he bent over backwards for me. I couldn't I couldn't be blessed more, I'm telling you the truth. Other than my first initial video that's called God, Please Help Me, which is about a boy, uh, he was killed while he was in the hands with RCMP. Mm. That particular video was done here. But I didn't like the people that I was dealing with. They didn't make me feel good. It just felt pressure and I wasn't doing anything right. So I just, I like to have control, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> so I have more control. Wow, well, what, a, what a blessing that, I mean, obviously you were, you were meant to cross paths with this gentleman in Mexico, but it sounds like it's worked out just wonderfully because as I mentioned, you have a whole bunch of videos on YouTube. So this isn't someone that you've just worked with once or twice. This is many times over. 
Yes, I've been dealing with him for a few years. Last year we went there and we did 10 videos last year. Uh, like I said, I just wow. did six and we plan to go back there in February to wow. do another wow. six. Well, uh, Kelly, we've had a lot of Canadian guests on the show. Just a few weeks ago on episode 87, it was young singer-songwriter Chelsea Kreitz, a country artist. And actually, uh, if you go back to that episode, listeners, episode 87 with Chelsea Kreitz, uh, especially if you're listening to this one from Canada, on that episode, I give out the list of previous episodes that have featured Canadian guests. Uh, but Kelly, I have to be honest and say that uh, and, and this may be because I'm, I'm a product of the Northeast and I, and I grew up within spitting distance of the Canadian border. Um, so I was, I was very well versed, uh, mostly in, in the rock scene. But when I think of music coming out of Canada, I don't think of gospel. So set me straight and, and talk about being a gospel artist in Canada and the market for that genre of music up there. I don't. I don't think it's very big here either. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I find no. I really don't. I find that in the states, it's much bigger. It's much more. Their arms are more open to you there. I, I personally fit better too with the people when I do like concerts or that kind of stuff with the people in the states. It just seems like I fit there. But over here, you know, there's a few churches in that, but I find the people are just entirely different from Canada to America, believe well, it or not. Well, needless to say, you know, the Lord is obviously calling you to, to, to do His work and, and to do it where you are. So, uh, certainly, as, as evidenced by the UK story, you're, you're going to do it wherever, wherever He calls you to be. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to close today with another song of yours. It's one called We Adore. So before we let you go, Kelly, what would you like to tell the listeners about this song? And, and listeners, we are going to play this one in its entirety. I do apologize. I realize, of course, that uh, at the beginning of the show, when we played Would You Believe, that uh, you weren't able to hear it in its entirety. And I was talking over it, of course, as a, as a PR guy. That's where I always say that uh, that's just going to lead you to have to go and, and buy the whole song. But uh, in this case, we will let you hear the, the entire song uh, of We Adore. So, Kelly... Um, Talk about this song, please, if you would. This particular song, for me, was letting God know how much I adore Him, because it's being faithful to Him and fully, fully trusting in Him always, because I personally would not be even here on earth if I didn't trust in Him. I would be gone if I listened to the doctors and received mm. their words. But that's, that's the reason I wrote that song, was for God. It was for God and for Him to know that I adore Him and I'm appreciative for what He's done. And for other people to know, all you have to do is just have faith and trust, and and you'll you'll fall right into place. You will. Beautifully said. I, I wonder, uh, and, I, and I know I said that that, that was going to be the last question, but it, it does make me wonder because something about your description made me think of, uh, and, and I think I've, I've let it be known enough times on this show that I'm a huge fan of contemporary Christian music. And I know that as I've gone to see Casting Crowns in concert several times, uh, Mark Hall has, has some similar messages. Um, who, who do you like to listen to, Kelly? Who, who, I, and I know it, uh, there, it's two different questions if I say who inspires you versus who do you like to listen to. So you can, you can answer both of those questions if you want. Well, personally, for me to listen to, there's two people that I really enjoy, and that's Natalie Grant mm. and Chris Tomlin. Great choices. I, Great I, choices. Just, yes, some of their songs really quicken my spirit, and I need to be quickened to 
feel something, and those two people actually make me feel something when I listen to them. So that's Fantastic. Well, uh, Kelly, God bless you. And and as a fellow Christian, uh, thank you for the work that you are doing and and, uh, continued prayers for for your ministry and and just uh, heartfelt best wishes uh, for continued success for your music. Okay. Thank you so much. It was wonderful speaking Thank you. to you. Thank uh, you. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to vocalist and songwriter Kelly Manu. Do be sure to visit her official website at www.kellymanu.com and then engage with her on social media. Be sure to like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then be sure to watch and like the videos on there. Plus, you'll want to check her out on Reverb Nation as well. And as mentioned a couple times already, do purchase Kelly's music. She has seven albums available for purchase on iTunes. You can also purchase directly from her website, which is kellymanu.com. And of course, keep up with her online to follow the progress of her eighth album and watch for news as it becomes available about that project. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, and maybe even a five-star rating. That would really help a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and, well, I was going to say share, but repost, they call it, on SoundCloud. Episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida, Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Kelly Manu. This is the one that she just talked about. It's called We Adore. We Adore.